Welcome to Moonbeaming, a podcast about magic, creativity, the tarot, lunar living, and more. I'm your host, Sarah Faith Godestiner, and I'm so happy you're here. Hi, and welcome to this week's Moonday Minisode. It is for the week of August 16th. We are in a waxing moon phase. It is our last waxing moon of the summer. Can you believe, can you even believe we are halfway through the month at the end of this week on the 22nd? We've got a full moon, babes. We got a full moon. We have a special second full moon in Aquarius, in tropical Aquarius. This is really rare. It is pretty uncommon to have two full moons or two new moons of the same sign in a year. And here we are. So this full moon feels like it's an illuminating one. We are in the waxing moon, so we have energy moving up. We have energy accumulating. You might feel more energetic. You might feel more expansive. The moon is feeling like it is going to be one where trying something out of the ordinary will be met with some kind of sweetness, perhaps. You can always look at where a full moon is landing in your chart to get a better sense of what's going on. Or I suggest this week, tune in, like tune into what's going on, tune into your body, tune into your intuition and what is coming through and what the particular flavor, energetic flavor of this full moon is presenting to you. And maybe like prepare around that, you know, maybe some of the messages that come through will dictate how you spend your full moon time. This week also, we shift into Virgo season in tropical astrology. If you haven't felt the month's theme of preparation, you're probably going to be feeling it by now. I think this is the week we will start feeling like, okay, I need to figure this out. I need to figure out what my good shoulds are. You can go back and listen to the earlier message about this month where I talked about this you know, we are headed into the rest of the year, whether we like it or not. This year that has felt for me simultaneously incredibly long and also somehow whizzing by at the speed of light. I don't know how, I don't know what's going on. Maybe you feel similarly. So, you know, think about what you're preparing for. Think about what you want to put your energy towards for the rest of the year. It's the last quarter of the year for all of you business babes. I'm recording this a few weeks ahead. I always record a few weeks ahead. That's why I kind of stay out of current events, you know, because again, the way things are happening, there's like 9 million things happening a day. Who really knows what's going to be happening collectively? But friends, please get vaccinated if you're not vaccinated. If you can't or won't get vaccinated, please double mask indoors, socially distance, take extra precautions, you know, same if you are vaccinated, you know, 
what's been coming up for so many of us are more pandemic walls. You know, they will continue to come up. They are going to. That's just a fact. And so I suggest trying to embrace tools to help you deal with them. And if nothing is working, trying some different things, getting some help. At the very least, be kind and good to yourself. Folks have been holding their breath and, you know, I'm putting this in air quotes, kind of waiting uh, for this to be over, you know, and there isn't necessarily an end to the pandemic. Not right now, you know, so acceptance is coming up, I think, for folks this week. Limits, I think, will be coming up for folks this week. And I want to encourage you to practice adaptability and maybe see where the limits of the pandemic are in your life and also where the influence of these limits of the pandemic are subtly or not so subtly putting limits on yourself or are having you put limits on yourself that actually maybe don't have to be there. And again, I think checking in with where you are at your limits, acknowledging them. It's okay to have limits. It's okay to be at your bandwidth. It's okay to be over capacity. Like it's it's okay. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a failure or anything like that, you know? Accept what's going on with compassion. Put the brakes on whatever you need to, you know, if need be. One of the hardest parts of speaking to you is I am completely aware of how everyone's experience differs. Humanity is not a monolith, you know, we are experiencing what's happening in wildly different ways, wildly different ways. And I'm completely aware of this, you know, and also I'm sharing what I witness. I'm sharing what I'm dealing with and what I'm being asked to share. So hopefully this is useful. And if it's not, that's fine. Like, you know, figure out what is of use to you at this time. Okay. The card of the week is the four of cups reversed. This card has come up at least once, if not more, uh, you know, what on doing these weekly polls. And it reminds me of this saying that the astrologer Rick Levine shared with me in a recent talk we had. You all know the wonderful Rick from episode 31, where he was talking about what a good saying for people with the moon and cancer would be, which is, I care, but I don't mind. And I loved that. I care, but I don't mind. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is that the traditional Golden Dawn Astrological Association with Four of Cups is Moon and Cancer, which is interesting. And the other reason I'm bringing this up is because the Four of Cups reversed can sometimes illustrate an emotional reactivity that does not serve us when we are seeking clarity. And I love this idea of knowing that you care. You care, my loves. Like, we care. 
And knowing also that maybe you don't mind, or maybe you don't have to pay someone else any mind, or maybe your emotions are simply information, or maybe someone else's emotions don't need to be processed by you. You know, we don't make other people feel things unless we are intentionally doing it, subconsciously doing it, you know, if, unless we're being emotionally manipulative, you know, and hopefully you're not hanging out with anyone who is being emotionally manipulative. But if you are, I would ask you to think about where your responsibility to this person's emotions begins and ends, because sometimes we do have to take accountability for our influence, our impact on other people's emotions. If out of the blue, someone that you know or don't know is saying, you made me feel like this, or let's not have an emotional response. Like let's not react is what I'm, this is, this is the, uh, this is the situation I'm trying to illustrate might be happening this week is like, yes, we all influence each other and also taking responsibility for our emotions and for our actions, quite frankly, is really useful. And emotions can be information. And that's also what I liked about this. I care, but I don't mind. We probably have to put a little bit of distance between us and our emotions in order to harvest the information that wants to come through, you know, and I think sort of a little bit about that with this archetype of Aquarius, which is holding the whole, which is so much about co- collectivity and where we influence one another, you know? So thinking about not taking things personally, thinking about emotional responsibility, and thinking about getting some distance from our emotions in order to figure out, okay, like what emotional habits am I having on repeat? This would be a beautiful week to examine them through a more straightforward lens to discern what's going on and what they want to tell you. Is it simply a pattern? Is it your pattern to, I don't know what, you know, behave in a certain way or do a certain thing or feel a certain way? And what do we want to do about that? You know, I love the... um it was Brene Brown that that where I learned this from saying I am angry is different than saying I am feeling angry right now, right? Like thinking about, okay, well, I am feeling tired right now, but you at your whole, at your core are experiencing this thing in a temporary moment. It doesn't make you bad, you know? It doesn't make you... It's not a judgment statement on you if you're having an uncomfortable emotion. Emotions can be information, you know. What to do about it could just be simply feeling it or moving on or crying on it or journaling about it in order to break it up, release it, see what messages are there, or just to feel the feeling so you can keep going. And, you know, I think about this card with, what I was speaking about before, what so many folks are experiencing, like the walls coming to grips with certain like expectations, having to deal 
with other people's delusions, other people's beliefs, other people's illusions, and seeing how that affects us. You know, I think about that with Four of Cups reversed because that can also imply some sort of emotional disruption, some sort of emotional disappointment, some sort of mm, inability to move through. And so the other thing I want to suggest to folks for this week is trying to do some subtle emotional body exploration. This sounds very fancy. It's quite simple. Pay attention to your emotional landscape in the small moments. When you're walking the dog, when someone interrupts you, when you drop a glass of water, what happens emotionally What happens to your nervous system? Can you slow it down? Can you name what's going on in your emotional landscape? Do you want to write a poem about your emotional landscape and what happened this week? And in those moments where the emotions feel more like a flood or you are deeply intertwined with someone else's flood or someone else's reaction or your perceived reaction of them or their perceived reaction of you, like a little emotional energetic ping pong, how can you dial it back and or smooth out that wave? You know, I don't know what we do with floods. Let for the flood, let the flood recede, you know? Where are your buckets you can use, so to speak? You know, where are you reacting as a habit, as a made-up story? What are you reacting to? Four of Cups is amazing for breaking the cycle of unhealthy attachments to memories that enforce a specific emotional pattern or specific identity that we have. It helps us break up these patterns of memorized emotions. Maybe we are just having a pattern of emotions that aren't serving us, you know, that are affixed to a story about ourselves or an identity about ourselves that in turn get replicated by memory or get replicated by situations that are happening that are abstractly or specifically activating or correlate to whatever that initial pattern is, you know? And so being attuned to your emotional body in the small moments with compassion without judgment, that's the first step. The second thought I wanted to share is just a little tip from my sweetheart who has shared this with me and it's been helpful. So I want to pass it on to you because hopefully it could be helpful to you. When I'm going into a harder situation, a hard week, a hard conversation where something feels really tense when maybe myself and the person have very different viewpoints or there's a lot at stake or I think there's a lot at stake, One thing he'll encourage me to do is to ask myself, what is the best possible outcome or situation I could hope for? What is the best possible scenario for everyone involved, you know? And this applies to you, like you are part of the everyone. How can you think about getting that? What is the best possible situation that could happen for everyone involved? And how do you think that you would go about getting that? You know, we forget that 
outcomes could be okay, especially when we're going into tricky things, hard things, complicated things, emotional situations, relational things. You know, we forget. And sometimes we put on a protective device. Sometimes we sacrifice ourselves and throw ourselves under the bus, so to speak. Throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, let's just put on even, let's put on some more metaphors. No, I'm not going to. And then we do these things. And then we wonder why we feel bad. We wonder why we don't trust ourselves or that things didn't work out. So I really think this is a great week for the practice of emotional self-care, for asking what the best possible outcomes could be. Maybe not, maybe nothing tense or rough is going on in your life. Goddess bless you if it is right now, by the way. Maybe nothing, right? Maybe what this is asking you to do is like, what is the best possible outcome for this phase of your life? You know, do you need to imagine doing things differently to embrace the best possible outcome? You know, so try asking yourself that a few times a day and see what shifts or opens up as a result. And I wanted to end by reading a reminder from the Many Moons Lunar Planner for this week. It's almost like I'm in alignment with myself with this Four of Cups and this Waxing Moon energy. And it goes a little something like this. What are you making harder than it needs to be? What would ease or peace feel like? Name what you can't control and what you can. Then focus more on the latter. What we can control is our intention and our actions. What is needed most at this time is faith, adaptability, and resilience. That's all for now, my loves. Have a beautiful week and a lovely full moon. Moonbeaming is brought to you by The Moon Studio. It is created and hosted by me, Sarah Faith Godestiner. It is edited by the incredible Caitlin George Parker. Additional support is by Stella Hartman. Music is by Will Owen and myself. If you like this podcast, you can support us by going to Patreon backslash The Moon Studio and becoming a patron. You can give this podcast five stars wherever you listen and also subscribe. We'd love it if you could let one or two or three or four or more friends know about us and we accept all good vibes. Thanks so much for supporting us. Which is in the ocean's waves Singing with the sun Which is healed through pleasure Which is love to have fun